Blog Talk Radio. Hello, this is Rich Lee from St. Bonaventure University. Welcome to one of Tap into Greater Orient's weekly podcasts. Um, today we're going to talk a little bit about Election Day, which is taking place in less than two weeks. And we're doing the podcast um, live from the Tap into Greater Orient newsroom, where um, some of our student reporters are working on some of the local races. But um, joining me on the podcast are Sarah Wyckoff and Tyler Grudai, who are kind of overseeing our election coverage. So, Sarah, Tyler, thank you for joining us. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> um, those are, you, I know the two of you, you know, covered the only mayor's debate about a week or so ago. And we were you know, talking beforehand um, before we get to some of the serious matters. You know, some people are not too sure how to pronounce the two candidates' names. So, um, you know, how, what is the correct pronunciation for the mayor's last name? Yeah, so there was... Um, differing pronunciations, even at the debates, um, from different people. Uh, I believe it's Emilio. Um, uh, yeah, and then it's Linda Witt. Yeah, and I think a lot of people see the E at the end of the name. It looks like Linda Witt. Right. Yep. Okay. So now that we've established that, um, you know, Tyler, why don't you tell us a little bit about Mayor Elio? Yeah, so um, he's the incumbent. Uh, he's been mayor uh, for four years, or this is the fourth year um, coming up. And uh, before this, he was chief of police. He, he's been in OEM pretty much all his life. Um, so he kind of has that, that benefit of being an OEM native and graduating from OEM. So, yeah, he's been around. Okay. And I think Linda Witt has a strong connection with OEM, too. She's not a newcomer. Either. Yes, so she was the city's first woman mayor from 2010 to 2014, and she was an alderman and a retired nurse, so she has roots here, too. Okay, and it's interesting, you know, well, she was defeated by, you know, Ariel last time, so, um, you know, it's a rematch between the two of them. So, um, let's, um, you know, talk a little bit about this debate. Uh, when did it take to describe it a bit? Yeah, so it was last Wednesday. Um, and it was at the OEM High School. Uh, seven o'clock it started. It was about two hours long. Um, there were no like audience questions at the end. We were kind of expecting maybe a little bit of a Q and A at the very Yeah, I think most of the questions were submitted ahead of time. Yeah, right? yeah, and that's what ended up happening. Um, a lot of the questions came from either OEM Times Herald uh, staff or questions that were submitted. Uh, OEM Times Herald, uh, and a lot of the conversation focused on downtown revitalization. Uh, that was basically the main argument throughout the whole debate. Um, other topics came up, but that was constantly that. that yeah, one thing that, that you both noted, and then you had it in the story that you wrote, there was that tone of the debate was very civil, and we just came off of a presidential election where the tones of the, you know, debates in the campaign and primary were anything but civil. Um, now, Sarah, can you talk a little bit about, you know, what the quorum was like at the event? Yeah, they were both, like you said, very civil. It's nothing like the past presidential debate where they were both agreeing with each other at some point. They, like, give each other good points. Uh, but overall, I think the tone was pretty civil. Yeah. yeah, I think the only question they really disagreed on, so to speak, was about tax revenue surplus uh, and how to spend that money, whether to spend it for 
balancing the budget or um, saving it or whether or not we need more surplus. Uh, that one where there was disagreement, but it, again, it was very mild as far as, you know, what we witnessed on the national right. So there's nothing for this yeah, and I suspect that in the end it was a better process for the voters. They learned more about the candidates from the stand on the issues than, you know, in the presidential debates. You know, you would watch them and you would learn a, a lot more. It's just attacking back and forth. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Sure. Definitely. Yeah, and it definitely um, is focused on issues more than the reputation of the person. Right. So that, that was nice. yeah, And you mentioned, you know, the downtown revitalization was as well the main top of the conversation. Why do you think that captured everyone? I think uh, both candidates wanted to claim responsibility for it. Um, I think the revitalization project has been popular, especially as far as the aesthetic. It looks nice. And, um, but, um, you know, it started and was approved under with when she was right. Yeah. Um, but then it kind of got moved forward by aliens. So so they were both kind of saying, Oh well I was really Yeah. Oh I did this. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I guess in reality they can each take some credit. Right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Sarah, what were some of the other things they talked about? Um well they really focused on the North Union Street revitalization and then a a I can't say what Alio, yeah. He um, talked about the revitalization of Whitney Avenue with, like, uh, doing, like, a trail revamp and including, like, a park for the kids and uh, places to park and a community kitchen, which involved, he said, just, like, a place for the community to be able to go. And if you want to make grandma's old recipes, you can go share with the community. So um, they just kind of gave different ideas like that, what they would want to do for the future. I thought one of the interesting topics was about the sewer system uh, in Holy with a lot of the pipes uh, and the sewer system. I mean, it's really old. Yeah, right? I think they said over 100 years old. Yeah, and uh, I think the New York State government has been kind of on, on Holy recently about uh, redoing the sewer system uh, or else they face all these fines, right? Uh, because the uh, the pipes are rough too. Yeah, they're decaying. And and for me, living here as a student, uh, you know, drinking the water, you know, yeah. just using the sewer yeah. system, it's kind of I mean, that's a, a very expensive project. Oh, yeah. One of the ones that you really can't put off in the repercussions, but pretty serious. Uh, well, let me ask you, Emily. You both were you know, after they after the first both candidates. Um, uh, in your mind, like, was there a winner? Did one candidate fare better than the other? Sarah, you want to start off? Um, I think Wit spoke more from the heart at times. Uh-huh. Uh, she didn't really stick to a script necessarily, yeah. so I think she got that connection with the audience at least. Whereas uh, I feel like, on the other hand, he was reading more from like a speech with affairs, so it didn't sound as connecting right. and engaging. But I think they both did a very good job of doing what they want to do in the future. Yeah, I don't know if there was a clear winner. Uh, I'll agree that Wit was more, you know, off the top. Mm-hmm. I'm going to handle this just very personally. I think she tried to come off very personable and happy, um, you know, and optimistic. 
uh, whereas paleo was no-nonsense, you know, uh, here are my credentials, here's what I've accomplished. Um, and he was more scripted. Um, he hit home quite a few times his ability to listen to others. Um, but uh, so that, that might have come across, you know, oh, he's too prepared, he's too scripted. Um, but then again, wit could come across as sometimes unprepared. Um, uh, some of her comments may have been questionable, like, oh, well, what does he really mean by that? I remember one comment she made was, you know, it's not too expensive to mow your lawn. Uh, and and it came across very uh, abrasive, yeah. uh, which may have been a result of not being scripted. Um, I think it's, it comes down to personal preference what you want to see to keep it, whether you want that pro- more professional, uh, prepared side or you want a more personal Yeah. I always say, I you know, Different from sports, whether it's a career type player or a loser, have a great. Both sides are going to say they won, and I think what they really aim for is I mean, they're going to strengthen their, their base, but it's the undecided voters that try to tell us we'll we'll see on election day um, get what happens. That um, the, the only in mayor's race is probably the biggest one in our area this year. It's kind of an off-year election. We don't have presidential election like we had last year. Um, in, you know, two years or next year we'll have the governor's election up. Um, so it's probably in our area the one election people have the most eyes on. But there's some other things on the ballot, too, and we're going to go through some of the local races. Um, but um, there's also some interesting public questions. One has to do with um, whether or not New York State should have a constitutional convention, which is something that um, a lot of people aren't sure exactly what that is. Now, Katie Tursick has been kind of following that. You know, she was at an event last night so you know, Katie, you probably know more about the Constitutional Convention than a lot of voters do now. Can you kind of, in, you know, you know, 60 seconds or so, kind of describe what it is and what's on the ballot? So every 20 years, uh, New York State, they have an opportunity to uh, vote on whether or not they like to have a Constitutional Convention. Uh, right now, there are a lot of people are against the Constitutional Convention. So what I have so far is I spoke to Senator Catherine Young, Congressman Lee, and the single man Doug Leo, and they are all against it. But an attorney from Buffalo, Chris Spot, he is for it. And so right now, uh, for example, Congressman Reed, his take on it is he's saying, you know, instead of having a constitutional convention, he says outside this 20-year window, each question is voted on that needs to go in the constitutional amendment. And he wants the, the New York State residents to then be able to vote on it one by one. So I guess they're maybe they're kind of starting to offer a different approach. They're saying like, hey, um, we don't really necessarily want it this way because they fear that the city is going to take more power over the uh, upstate New York. So that's okay. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, I think what, from what we see in the city that that's a lot of taxpayers' money and. You know, people don't like to pay more taxes, and it's a, you know, probably a much more complex issue. But that's a simple message, and it's a simple message that resonates. Maybe we can just go through some of the other towns we cover, um, and some of the things that are on the ballot. I guess next to only an Allegheny, probably because we didn't recover. So, um, you know, Tyler, Sarah, I think you both have some information about. Yeah. So I mean, uh, as far as Allegheny, um, 
you know, there's the Allegheny Council, there's uh, James Hitchcock and Robert Parker running for the Republican Conservative Independent uh, seat, and then there's Michael Fortuna and Kathleen Schaefer, who are the Democratic candidates. And then there's the town clerk, there's Christina Gawley and Daryl Finney running, uh, and Finney is currently in office. And then also the justice is David Porter, he is in office, and then there's Anthony Raymond, who's in office. Okay, great. And as we looked around the towns we've covered, I think Allegheny had more contested races than a lot of the others. But, you know, Sarah, you mentioned that even at the top of the county tickets, it's two fairly significant offices were attorney and sheriff. Uh, for district attorney, there's Lloyd, Lori Freeman and then Tim Whitcomb for sheriff. Right, and, and they're, they're both the incumbents that have been involved. But there is one contested county race. Tyler, do you have that one or Sarah's? Yeah, the the county coroner, you have uh, Kevin M. O'Rourke. Um, he's the incumbent. He's Republican independent candidate. Uh, and he runs his own funeral home, O'Rourke O'Rourke uh, funeral home. And uh, then there's the challenger, Elwin C. Clark, who's the Democrat conservative candidate. Um, and he is the first doctor uh, to be on the ballot in the yeah, he's. But I, I notice all his campaign signs have doctor in front of him. But he's really yeah. stressing the fact right. that, that he's a doctor. Right. Uh, before we move on to some of the other towns, I know you have a little bit about the Supreme Court race. Yep. Yeah, so there's two spots open. Um, there's Aaron Peridotto. Um, she's the, uh, the incumbent. Um, she's Democrat, Republican, conservative. And then there's Lynn uh, Wesselking, um, and she's running for the other spot, but there's two spots open. So that's another uncontested one. Okay, let's just you know, go through a couple more you know, towns that we covered. Uh, in sale. Uh, so there's the supervisor and the highway superintendent up for grabs. So in sale supervisors, there's Marianne Powley, Monroe B. Bishop, and Michael L. Bushnell. And then for the highway superintendent, there's Theodore Mashko and Daniel the Watsky. Okay. <laughs> and then Fort Bill. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah. So there's the councilman, Michelle Conklin, and then Sweet and Michael Watts. Okay. So there's a fair amount of contested races that people will be voted on. Uh, yeah. Uh, they're all important. So um, before we go, I want to remind everybody when election day is. Yep. Yep. November seventh. Tuesday, November seventh, and I always tell people, uh, you know, get out and vote. It doesn't matter who you vote for; it takes part in the process. You know, unfortunately, voter turnout in the U.S. is much lower than it is in other countries, especially in the off-year elections. But, and actually, in the off-year elections, your vote can have a lot more influence when there's less people voting. And that's yeah. Seeing some of the elections we cover here, people winning by a vote or two. So, okay. Well, you know, we'll be following these races. Um, so um, thank you for, you know, your insight into the Olean Mayor's race and, and the other race. So Rich Lee with Half Integrated Olean, and my guest has been Sarah Whitecock and Tyler Budai. Thanks for listening. Uh, please join us again. Check us on our Facebook and Twitter pages to see when our next podcast is.